Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name's AJ. I want to remind you this is our last podcast until February 3rd of 2021. But more excitingly, Dot will be speaking at the Breather Retreat January 15th through 17th of 2021. So if you're going to miss Dot's teaching while we take a break from the podcast, meet us at Billy Graham's The Cove for a refreshing weekend full of truth. For more information about the retreat, go to the link in the description. Write this down. Luke 2, verses 15 through 19. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Today on Write This Down with Dot Bowen, Dot will be sitting down with her granddaughters, Millie and Riley, along with her daughter-in-law as she finishes the Christmas series. Now let's sit and hear what Dot has to say. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. Today, we're going to end our series on Christmas and the birth of Jesus. And I have my family here with us. Well, not all of my family but family that was willing to come and uh, share with you some of the things that God's doing in their life and what the story of the birth of Jesus means sometimes in our lives as a 15-year-old. Raleigh and Millie are here. They're 15, actually uh, around the age of Mary when she was told that she would have a child. And then Addie, my daughter-in-law, is here. And I'm so thankful that they are able to be with us today as we just gather together. We're going to talk about the birth of Jesus. And if you were able to listen to last week's podcast, you know that I talked about when Jesus came to earth and the angels and the heavens declared his arrival, the birth announcement of Jesus, the Son of God, that if we were to listen very closely, we would hear much more that not only was God making an announcement to the world that a child was born, but he was making an announcement to every believer, every follower of Christ, that the Savior of the world was being born. Today, I want to talk about Mary, how that Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. The angels had made the announcements. The shepherds came to Mary and Joseph and saw the baby. And the shepherds began to tell Mary and Joseph all the things that the angels had said. And here is Mary, around 15. The life that she once thought would happen was now changed. And now she was going to face something totally different. And as a teenager, that must have been something very difficult because back in that time, a woman that had been unfaithful to the man that she was engaged to, she would be stoned. She would be an outcast. And so here she had to choose, would she obey God or would she go the easy route and do things the way she wanted it? And as we know, Mary chose to choose God. I love the song, Mary, Did You Know?, And it says, Mary, did you know that your baby soon would walk on water? And I'm not going to sing it to you, but I hope you know this song. It says that, Mary, did you know that your boy would soon save sons and daughters? Did you know that this child that you delivered would soon deliver you? And it goes on and on. Do you know, Mary, that this baby boy would give sight to a blind man? That this baby boy would calm a storm by his words, by his hand? Mary, did you know that he would walk 
where angels trod. When you kissed your little baby, did you know that you kissed the face of God? And you know, I don't believe that Mary really knew all of that. I believe that Mary knew what she needed to know. And she needed to know that her baby boy, that she was going to deliver the Son of God, the Messiah. There are some things in Scripture that gives us a hint that Mary did not really know exactly what all Jesus would do and when it would do it. When he was 12, she was looking for him. And uh, as a mom, you know, that's not uncommon. You feel like, you know, well, I thought you had him. Well, here is Mary saying to Joseph, Joseph, I thought you knew where Jesus is. Can you only imagine? I mean, I panic if I thought I was missing my child. But to think I was missing the Messiah would be a whole different ballgame. They finally went back and saw Jesus in the temple. Jesus said, I'm about my father's business. So he was telling Mary, Mary, remember who I am. And as she was at a wedding with him, as he was now 30 years old, she tells Jesus to help the bridegroom and help the party and turn the water into wine. And uh, he said, it's not my time. So all of those are kind of little hints that Mary didn't exactly know what or when Jesus was going to do and what he was going to do and when he was going to do it. But we do know that here is Mary, a very, very young girl. And she is going to have to decide what she was going to do with this baby. And we know that they loved and they went to Jerusalem. But here, as I think about Mary sitting there and the angels coming, already pronouncing to the world that the Messiah is born. And here are these shepherds coming. I can only imagine that maybe she was so shocked so in awe of what God was doing in her life. The Greek word that says treasured, it means a remembrance that Mary was remembering. Maybe she was remembering Gabriel when he came and he said, there is nothing that is impossible with God. And now as she was remembering back over those times, maybe she was pondering these things in her heart. And I think that there may be some fear in her life, of wondering what God was going to do. He'd already done so many things, but what would God do now? So, Amelia, I just want to ask you, like, can you relate to some degree about a time that God has worked in your life that you were just so in awe that you really couldn't really describe and that you just kind of had to just be silent? before God because God was doing a miracle and you really didn't know what. You don't have to do the details, but just talk a little bit about what you would think Mary was experiencing at that time. Yeah, um, for me, I feel like there's been lots of times in my life where I will just be going through something and I can't identify it and I can't really talk about it. But I, and I almost get like frustrated because I'm like, why can't I mm -hmm. talk about this and really work through it? But then later on in my life, I'll experience the same thing. And I'll remember how God worked back then, even when I didn't realize mm -hmm. it and how faithful he was now. Mm -hmm. I think that's really special to be able to see how he was working and I didn't identify it. But then now being able to look back and see how he was faithful. You know, that is such a, I'm glad you said that because just something about remembering. You know, God told the Israelites, 
I'm going to open up this Red Sea, but I want you to go back and I want you to stack 12 stones because I want you to remember what I've done. And often God does do miracles in our lives. And we're like in awe. We're like, I can't believe what God has done. You're the first to call someone and go, you are not going to believe what God has done. And yet, as we go forward, sometimes we get in that most difficult situation again, something that we really need God to do a miracle in. And sometimes we doubt. And sometimes we think, well, I don't know. God, will you come through this time? And God says, remember, remember, I am the God of the impossible. How about you, Addie? Yeah, I think of a specific moment, um, I think for Scott and I, whenever we were going through the adoption process with our uh, third child, Crosby, and just really praying and preparing our hearts for what this would be like, you know, our first two children are biological. And so we've never mm-hmm. experienced anything like adoption. And I had concerns about what would this be like? How mm-hmm. do you feel connected? And um, and just really praying through all of that. And I have some very specific memories of things that God did in my heart and in Scott's heart mm-hmm. to really connect us in a sweet way with our baby boy um, whenever we met him for the first time in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just even have like a picture in my mind of what it was like to walk into this place and meet Crosby mm-hmm. and truly feeling so connected to him, mother to son. And I know that that was something that only God could do. Mm-hmm. And and it was it's something that I still can't really articulate mm-hmm. But I just know that that it happened and that God did that. And even now, you know, as we're raising our children, being able to remember that, like Millie said, mm-hmm. is an, an encouragement and builds my faith. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was there when we walked in and everybody was holding Crosby and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget how that the adoption lady was sitting at the table and we were looking at the clock and we knew that at five o'clock that the mother had a choice until five o'clock. And at five o'clock, Crosby would be ours. I will never forget the words of that woman. I looked at her and she said, now he is your son. And you know, as we think about Jesus and the things that he's doing in our lives, there's comes those moments sometimes that we're talking about those moments when we know that God has just done a miracle. And there's something that is in our heart that we just cannot describe. God wants us to know that he is the God of the impossible. And when we talk about the birth of Jesus and when we talk about him leaving heaven, why would he do that? Why would Jesus leave heaven to come to this earth? You know, as I think about the birth and the the life of Jesus, the Roman emperor Joseph and Mary had no idea the census was ordered by God to fulfill Genesis 3. At Genesis 3, as you know, I talk about so often, that was really the announcement of Jesus' birth. And as I think about Micah, the prophet, saying that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. We know, and we talked about this last week, that Bethlehem means the house of bread. And that Jesus would stand up one day and say, I am the bread of life. God would secure his place on this earth as the Messiah by fulfilling those promises. It is not by chance that Jesus was called the Savior. He could have chosen any title, yet he chose the title so that the world would know and understand that he had come to deliver salvation and forgiveness 
to the lost world. Jesus came to earth as a man so that mankind would learn all about God. You know, the reason that you know about God, the reason that you know about Jesus is because Jesus came to the earth and he dwelt among men and the disciples Luke, who was a physician, gathered all the details and made an account so that you and I can open up the scripture and know about God, know that there is a God in heaven and he is the God of the most high. You know, the babe that was born, Jesus was not born to become a king and a savior. He was already both. And so as he came as a man, Jesus began his life in a manger, but it would end up on a cross. We know that at the end of his life, his earthly life, he went back and sat at his rightful position at the throne next to God. Here is God who was willing to send his son to die, to give us an opportunity so that we can know God and that we can have a relationship with God and that we can enter into the presence of God and share with him our deepest hurt, our deepest desires, our deepest dreams. You know, Millie, as you were talking, those things that you don't understand. And as we sit before God, often we don't know what God is doing, but we can go and we can talk with him. And those are the moments that I believe that when we see God begin to answer those prayers that only God knows, that we are in awe. I think it's those moments that God just wants to say, remember, I am God. You know, as Jesus' life began, it was a miracle, the virgin birth. Jesus, the Son of God, would enter into the womb of a little girl, a virgin. But I want us to think about this. His earthly life would end in a miracle as well. Jesus came down into the womb of a little girl, and he walked out of a tomb of a very rich man. You know, nothing is impossible with God. And yes, it was a miracle of the virgin birth, but it's also the miracle of the resurrection. And as we see the life of Jesus and as if we think about his birth, we cannot forget his life. In my mind, the greatest miracle is that Jesus would even come to people who would reject him, who would betray them. And to me, one of the greatest miracles that Jesus did was to look up into heaven and say to the Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And he still loved them, even though they were rejecting them. These are the things that we need to treasure up. These are the things that we need to ponder in our hearts when we begin to wonder, does God love us? Does God care? Is God in control? You know, God was in control. The moment that Satan wanted to rob God's children of a relationship with their Heavenly Father, And God set in place that there would come a time, no one knew when, no one knew how, that they would come a time when the Messiah would come to earth. And as I think about the Christmas story, I want us to know this, that we have a God who's a God of the impossible. I don't want us to forget the real meaning of the life of Jesus. These are the things that we need to treasure up and ponder in our hearts. Luke investigated the facts so that we would know the truth about this man, Jesus, who is the Son of God. Gabriel told Zechariah, I am Gabriel. 
I stand in the presence of God. He told Mary, nothing is impossible with God. And I believe that Mary looked into the face of Jesus and she knew nothing was impossible with God. She didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know the details. But one thing that she did know, if God had the power to bring the Son of God and place him in her womb, he had the power to orchestrate every one of her details, all the things that are happening in her life. And so today, family, as I sit here and think about the miracle of Christmas, it is a miracle of God's message. It is a miracle that God would love us enough to come down from heaven and live among us knowing that we would reject him. And you know what? That sometimes we would doubt him and he still came. I want to say to you as you're listening, I hope that you have a wonderful Christmas. And I hope that as we've thought about the birth of Jesus and we've talked about how that we have a God that's much more, I want you to know that what motivated God to do it, to leave heaven and come to earth, it was motivated by love. And that God so loved the world that he gave his son. And even though we're so busy right now being caught up with all the to-dos and all the things that we think we need to have done, we need to pause. And we, too, need to think about all that God has done in our lives and ponder and treasure those things. Because as you've said, sometimes situations will come and we need to remember that the same God that has led us to those circumstances will be the same God that will lead them and will lead us through them. Merry Christmas, family. Merry Christmas to everyone. And I trust that this will bring hope and encouragement to your heart. It has mine. I hope you wrote some of that down. We're gonna miss you until we're back together on February 3rd. So be sure to go to the link in the summary to register for the breathe retreat. For more content from Dot, head to dotbowen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in 2021.